Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I was thinking there as uh, Miss Sharon was singing that song, that went very well with our Sunday school lesson this morning as we kind of took a look at the crucifixion of Christ uh, in some detail this morning. And uh, so praise the Lord. Aren't you glad for the blood of Christ? Amen. I, I hope that you have the blood of Christ on your life. What I mean by that, that you've accepted him as your Savior. Um, he paid a sacrifice by the shedding of his blood uh, for the remission uh, that is the remission of sin. And the Bible tells us that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall, that means it will happen, shall be saved. And uh, so I hope and pray that uh, you fall in that category as one that's accepted Christ as your Savior. If you haven't, uh, if you're depending on some type of religious activity or what have you to get you to heaven, I just want you to understand uh, that no one comes into the Father but by Him, that is Jesus. And uh, so I hope and pray that you're saved uh, this morning. Take your Bibles, turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, and then we'll also be in Ephesians chapter 5. And I want to preach to you this morning about gentleness and goodness. We've kind of just been taking some practical messages, uh, applying them uh, to the Christian life, but certainly uh, we will find the gospel throughout these uh, messages as well. Uh, but we're looking at gentleness and goodness and Ephesians chapter 2, stand with me if you're physically able this morning. Reverence to the Word of God, just a few passages, and uh, we'll um, read them, and then we'll pray, and then we'll be seated and ask God to bless. And again, I hope you came looking for something today. Amen. I, you know, I know we may have come for various reasons, but as uh, some of you have heard me say several times, I believe that we're here by divine appointment. Amen. God brought us to this point and place because He wants every one of us to hear something uh, and to grow uh, closer to him through that. So Ephesians chapter 2, notice what verse 10 says. It says, For we, this will be believers, those that have called upon the name of the Lord, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Notice that, unto good works. Uh, good works don't save us, but certainly when we get saved, uh, we ought to bear the fruit of good works. Amen which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. Uh, now turn over to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Notice verse 8. Notice verse 8. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness. In other words, there was a time in these particular people's lives that Paul is talking to that they were, they were not saved. They were lost. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord, Walk as children of light. Amen. Uh, for the fruit of the Spirit, and we'll uh, talk about that in just a moment, is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, uh, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And uh, we'll take a look uh, at some other scriptures here in just a moment. Well, let's go ahead and pray, and then you can be seated. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings of life. and your love, your mercy, your grace. Thank you for the sweet spirit at Central Calvary Baptist Church this morning. And thank you for those that are here this morning. I pray to your God that you'll bless and speak to hearts in a mighty and powerful way, Lord. Just help us to understand some things, Lord. And I pray most of all, dear God, that... Uh, uh, that you'll be uplifted and glorified by everything that is said and done. And, Lord, when the invitation comes, dear God, that we'll all uh, respond accordingly. And, uh, Father, that we'll come and do business with you. And, uh, Father, just to, I just want to pray that uh, I understand we have to take care of children. And sometimes there's uh, uh, medical reasons, Lord. But, 
uh, Father, if we not go in and out unless absolutely necessary, Lord, so that there's no distractions, dear God, just help us to be faithful in that. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, you can go ahead and be seated. So we're looking uh, this morning at gentleness and goodness. And certainly the text that we read uh, emphasizes the importance <clears throat> of God's people to be a people uh, of many things. But we're going to focus in on gentleness and goodness. Now hold your place there in the book of Ephesians. But go ahead and turn to the book of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. And, uh, of course, we find the fruit of the Spirit um, and the different components that make up the fruit of the Spirit. But we find that in Galatians uh, chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5. Uh, actually, Galatians is uh, before Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Look at verse 22 there. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Notice long-suffering. Then notice gentleness, goodness. And it goes on to say, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And so today we're talking about gentleness and goodness. Um, several years ago I was reading uh, some things concerning uh, our country uh, at that time over the past several years. Um, and uh, at times I, I do that. In other words, I was listening to lib what we would call liberal thinkers, people that I probably am not going to agree with in a lot of different areas. Um, and what, what you often see, and you still see this today, <clears throat> is that they're, they're finding themselves really trying to defend uh, what I would just say unbiblical decisions. It's not that they realize it or not that it's unbiblical, but at the end of the day, they're, it doesn't line up with Scripture. And they'd make these decisions and the things they're wanting to do with the notion of making, in, in this case, our country, the United States, and they always come back to this as they're trying to make it a better place. In other words, they're trying to make it a kinder, friendlier place. In other words, where, where equality and, and those things, where everybody in what they call fairness is treated. Uh, and of course, any objection to an unbiblical lifestyle uh, certainly you know, makes you a hater of God. And uh, in other words, uh, uh, we think about some of the, uh, the uh, humanity reasons, some of the uh, moral issues that are out there concerning some of the laws that have been passed uh, concerning, you know, all the way back to abortion, homosexuality, those types of things. Uh, and, and again, if you uh, object to those, then you're not a promoter of, of, of kindness. Um, and, uh, but, you know, when, when I think about this, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, I was still pretty young in the 70s, but I do kind of remember some of the things, watching the TV, a lot of things that were going on, certainly a term you know, a lot of turmoil going on there. Um, but through my adult life, compared to today even, um, is America becoming gent gentler? In other words, is it a place of goodness? And, and I don't see it. As a matter of fact, I think it's gotten worse, you know, since my young adult years. Um, there's more racial tension, I think, than when I was younger. I, I believe that. Um, you know, again, we see violent, uh, just really unre what I would call unreasonable protest. I mean, these are just things that, you know, why are we even talking about this? You know, it's just stupidity in a lot of, re you know, a lot of ways. Um, and again, it, it's from those, again, who, who certainly don't have a biblical view of, of what God says. And so what I see our country, you know, is certainly more divided, I believe, than it ever has been. 
and, and certainly moving away, if we go back to the founding fathers, from what, what our country was founded on in the first place. And uh, so you see the problem is we, we get into the realm of what we would call, and I'm not going to teach on these things. I'm just kind of getting you to try to understand some things as we get into this lesson. But we, the problem is we talk about humanism, secularism. Uh, they ride on the assumption that, that their view is making us better to our fellow man. And it's so, but it's based on what we think is right and what we think is wrong. Uh, and that's based on our experiences and those types of things. And of course, we know <clears throat> we're not going to get that right. Uh, humanism teaches that human beings, first of all, they start the opposite of what the Bible says. They start off that all human beings are naturally good. You know, sometimes we hear people say, well, there's a little good in everybody. But the Bible does not reveal that at all. The Bible says there's not one good. No, not one. Amen. Uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so, again, we have to be uh, biblical in these types of things. And so we see a flawed view uh, in that. And, and basically what they mean is, is well, you, what they're saying is, is that that thing that, is, that you're calling wrong is not really wrong. You're wrong, and you just need to accept it because we as human beings decided that it is right. Okay? Uh, and, and certainly a Bible-believing Christian, Christian shouldn't do that. Um, uh, and so humanism pushes that. Secularism certainly teaching, you know, uh, just what it means. You're, you're separating from biblical truths. It's all secular. Uh, and so man now decides what is right, what is acceptable. Uh, and those two things certainly are brought about because human beings, in other words, they're, they're doing these things because, I go back to what I said before, they think that that will produce a gentler uh, a, a, a better or good society. You know, that's what they say they're striving for. But, uh, but it hasn't. I mean, it's not. It's not at all. Uh, uh, again, there's <clears throat> too much division in the world today. And again, it's only given, uh, really, in my opinion, more powers to the hater of God. Uh, in other words, the Bible, if you will. Uh, anyone, again, I mentioned some things there. If you're against abortion, if you're against gay marriage, if you're against gender neutrality, you know, all those silly things that are going on, uh, certainly you're going to be attacked, you're going to be shouted down and seen uh, as somebody that is not gentle, somebody that is not good. Now, I've said all that to say this, that as Christians, though, we cannot allow this, this attitude, even though what we're standing up for uh, we, we, want to, we want to defend that, amen, and, and be zealous about that. We, we need to do that. But if we're not careful, we can kind of let some of that, that uh, uh, certain attitude and, and, and even, I'll say, a foul spirit rub off on us. Amen? In other words, we can, we can find ourselves kind of using the same tactics that they're using trying to push their ungodly agenda. So we need to be careful. Uh, and and uh, this is something that, you know, my personality, I have to really watch out for these types of things. Um, uh, yes, we, we certainly need to draw biblical lines in the sand. Amen? Amen. You know, I, uh, I don't like this blending. I don't like the gray area. Uh, I'm not big on compromise. We need to stand firm. Amen? Uh, so don't, I'm, not, I'm not weakening, so I'm just trying to set the table here a little bit. Uh, we can't be influenced with ideas and techniques, again, that come from, you know, the humanistic, secularism, those types of things. Yet, 
at the same time, we need to do this. We still have to maintain gentleness and goodness in our lives as we do it. Okay? And this is, this. <clears throat> I, I can't say for you, <clears throat> but this is one of the biggest difficulties I have, you know, you know because, um, hey, listen, I, I'm angry about some things, amen? Uh, and I don't say that in a positive way. It's, it's, it's my flesh. Uh, but, uh, uh, and, and my reasons for feeling that way are certainly justified as far as the concern there, but we can't allow that to make us become a people that has forgotten about what gentleness and goodness is. Amen? Because we think about the first century church and even the first century Jesus Christ himself uh, being God. And we learned this morning how he was hated. Even God, even God the Father turned his back on the Son for a moment in time. Amen? Yet Jesus was always gentle and he was always good. Amen? And we need to be the same way uh, uh, as well. And so we're going to shift our focus from all that on ourselves for just a little bit. Now, God teaches us in 2 Corinthians uh, 7.14 that if any country, but if America uh, is ever to be what, what she once was, and, you know, America has never been perfect, but if America is to be what she once was, in other words, what she was founded on, I'm, I'm talking about, uh, uh, Christian values. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. In other words, if we want that back for America, and I hope we all do, it's not the lost who need to get right. It's God's people who need to get right. That's the key. Amen. So the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Now that heal their land isn't necessarily talking about crops and those types of things. Uh, certainly it would include that. But let's just think about you know, the, the social makeup of today in our country and all the things I just mentioned a while ago. We need healing. Amen? And I'm one of them, too, that we want to point out all the ungodliness. We want to look at all the, the people that are doing the things that are unbiblical, and we need to. We need to bring that up. It needs to be seen as it is. But the Bible says that if we want to see things change, it's not them that need to change. It's us that needs to change. And there's a lot of things we could talk about there, but today we're focusing on gentleness and goodness. And my point is, is that uh, certainly there's a lot of aspects of this, but today we're focusing on those two things. We're not going to win back America with the world's devices, amen? Uh, we can't do that. We have to do it God's way, and that means, as we read in our text a while ago, that we must become Christ-like in every aspect and every area of our life, amen? Amen. So let's talk about gentleness. What comes to our mind when we think of gentleness? Uh, typically, I think about somebody, uh, you know, I think about my, my grandma, Eulala, uh, who Layla's named after. Uh, she's been gone a long time. She died in 1980. And, uh, uh, but she was one of the gentlest people I remember. Uh, just, uh, just a great, great woman. Um, you know, we may think of our mother, our grandmother, uh, maybe uh, a flowery meadow and a cool breeze. You know, th those things are gentle. Uh, uh, and those are certainly wonderful things. Uh, you know, there, again, there are some people whose gentle presence certainly comforts us. And there's people that, that are alive today that when I'm around them, I'm just kind of, just, they're gentle and I'm, I'm comforted. I like being around them, amen. And uh, so, so gentleness could certainly mean, you know, the absence of anything offensive or confrontational. Certainly we understand that. 
but the, the definition of gentleness that I want us to look at today is being tender-hearted, uh, kind, uh, being gracious. That's what we're talking about. Um, and so we never need to make the mistake of thinking that gentleness is weakness. Um, biblical gentleness really is power under control. Um, and that takes a great deal of strength to do that. It's, it's a strong hand, having strong hands, if you will, but a soft touch. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and again, this is only something God can work in our lives. Gentleness is certainly not accepting biblical, or I'm sorry, unbiblical practices. It's not ignoring ungodliness or, or pretending that it's not there. That's not what gentleness is. As our text indicates, we have to walk in good works. We need to actually reprove uh, unfruitful dark works. Uh, but we defend those things while being gentle. And this is where I, I fail. You know, uh, uh, listen, I, you know, I made no bones about it. We need some more zeal out of God's people today. Amen? <laughs> I mean, God's people are zealous about a lot of things um, but not zealous uh, for a lot of the things that we ought to be concerning uh, God. Amen? Uh, and that's sad. Uh, again, if my people, uh, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. That's what God says. And uh, so, but, you know, zeal, it, it's a good thing. Amen? I, I think I've explained to you before. Brother Billy could probably appreciate this. Uh, uh, you know, uh, growing up, uh, you know, on a cattle farm, being around horses and stuff. You know, I always liked a horse that I kind of had to hold back on a little bit, you know, one that, you know, was wanting to go, one that was a little jumpy even. I always wanted to kind of be on a horse that I had to pay attention to because liable to jump out from underneath you any second. That, that's the kind I wanted. Then one I had to just keep spurring and gouging and, you know, keep them plodding along, you know, come on, let's go. Amen. That's just my nature. Uh, and so, I hey, praise the Lord, I, I love zeal, I wish we had more of it, but zeal has the tendency to push gentleness aside sometimes. And there's where, you know, we need to look at some things. Uh, we need to realize that not being gentle can really undermine what we're being zealous for, amen? The very thing we're wanting to happen, we can, we can cause that not to happen because we're not being gentle. We get, we get zealous to see folks saved. We get zealous to see our loved ones transformed by, the, by God the Holy Spirit, and we should. But if we leave gentleness behind, we're not going to accomplish what we're wanting to see accomplished through God. Amen? And so again, we need to uh, apply these things and understand these things. Uh, my wife told me a story a long time ago uh, about when she was a little girl. Uh, uh, not that that was a long time ago, but... Well, it kind of was a long time ago, but, but uh, uh, she had a... Uh, her brother uh, had an aquarium, and uh, uh, it was iguanas, right? Anyway, he had these iguanas, and to put them in there, and, and uh, uh, these things got nasty looking, and so... Miss Dana, in her zeal, she wanted to clean these old nasty-looking iguana aquariums. Uh, and, uh, you know, her brother didn't care, you know. And, and, but they needed to be clean. They were certainly an eyesore. They were nasty. They were stinking. Something needed to be done. And even though they're just lizards, they certainly need a better environment to live in. And, uh, you know, I, I think about, uh, you know, my, my heart breaks for people in terrible environments. Amen. 
you know, people in bad situations, they can't really help it sometimes. And we want to help, right? You know, we, we want to do battle, you know, again, with the forces of darkness. And, and we want to see God work in their lives of those people. And we want to get in there and we want to, we want to be a part of, of cleaning some things up. And Miss Dana, she empties that tank and gives it a good scrubbing like never before. And uh, she said that thing, you couldn't even tell where it was at. It was so clean. It was invisible. And uh, it, it was like a crystal almost. And, and uh, boy, uh, just looked so much better. And she got everything back in there and came back a few hours later and both iguanas were belly up. <laughs> <laughs> they had died um and you know if you're a tree hugger i'm you know just you know uh, i don't mean to be laughing at the death of an animal but but miss dana in her zeal was trying to do what was right it needed to be done there's no doubt about that it needed cleaning there's no doubt about that but what happened well she used too strong of a cleaner the cleaner was too strong. It was too strong. Uh, uh, she needed a gentler cleaner, you see. Now, spiritually speaking, you know, as, as I even am preaching this right now and even preparing this message, you know, this is one of them. Well, all of them, actually, I preach convict me because I'm, I'm guilty of everything I preach, amen. But, but this one particularly, you know, is very convicting to me. Uh, and again, I, I'm not... Uh, saying that you know what I've defended in my years of ministry was necessarily wrong um, you know those convictions I believe are biblically based um, as a matter of fact as time goes by my convictions seem to be getting tighter and not looser but but that's neither here nor there but but my heart you know again is is for people who are struggling uh, and oftentimes, most time, it's because of the poor choices they make. Not only is it affecting their lives, but anybody under their area of rule, that would be children. My heart often bleeds when, you know, I've said before that, that you know, uh, anybody, not just pastors, but anybody that lives close to the Lord have been around for a while, and they're watching a family, and they're seeing some of the choices they're making, although everything seems okay, sometimes the pastor can see the train wreck coming. You know, you know, because you've, you've seen it. You've seen some of those telltale things. And you know from other families this is what resulted. And uh, so often it happens. You see the train wreck coming. And I get zealous about that. I, I, I get passionate about that. I, 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 my, my heart bleeds for those types of things. Because I just, you know, I don't, and I don't want it to happen because I know it doesn't have to happen. Amen. If, if, if they just get right with God. And, and, and you probably see that in me sometimes. I want to do all I can to influence them. I want to clean that tank out. I want it to be right. And that's good. But like so many of us, we have the tendency to use too strong a cleaner. Amen. And we defeat the very thing that we were trying to accomplish. And, and someday, you know, uh, certainly I'll have to give an account to God for that someday. James 3.17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Being entreated means being approachable, easy to talk to. goes on to say, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. 
um, we need to be gentle uh, so that we can help the very ones that we're zealous for, amen? And uh, so we want to be gentle. What about goodness? It's closely related, but uh, somewhat different. Uh, the Bible plainly teaches us, as we've said a while ago, the, we're not good. Uh, Ecclesiastes 7.20, For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. It's not a just man upon the earth, the Bible says. And several times in other passages it reveals that that man of himself is not capable of being good. A, man, a lost man can do some good works, if you will, uh, but, but man is not good. If, if man was good, then he would exhibit goodness all the time, you see. And so we know we fall short of that, right? I'm not good all the time, amen? And neither are you. Our sin nature... We have to understand, if though we're saved, we understand that that, that that sin nature is still there, if you will, uh, until we get our glorified bodies. And, and that sin nature can be a powerful thing. We don't have to yield to it, but our flesh does at times. And so much so that, that, that even the strongest Christians can be hindered in that way. That's why Romans 12, 3 says we, we need to be careful. We ought not think too highly of ourselves, amen, unless we fall as well. And sometimes that happens. So how do we exercise goodness? The biblical definition of goodness uh, is it's not so much about being good as it is about doing good things. Now let me, let me explain this. We know there's no goodness in us. There's not a just man upon the earth. There's, no, there's none good, no, not one. Um, so are you saying, preacher, you know, or are you getting into some works things here? No, just, just let me explain. Because we know good works have nothing to do with, with being, or by the way, even staying saved, amen? It's all because of the grace of God, right? So, so what I'm saying is our problem is not works. Our problem is that we're sinners. <laughs> and, you know, we didn't sin and become sinners. Uh, we're sinners and we sin. That's, that's us, amen? Uh, we take after Adam. So, so goodness in that aspect, if there's not one good, no, not one, goodness is God's goodness seen in us. And how do, how do people see God's goodness in us? By our good works. Read the book of James. That's, you know, he explains it in great detail. And so that's what I mean by, by uh, uh, it's not our goodness, good, God's goodness. It's not about us being good, but doing good things. Again, those good things are God's goodness seen in us. And that's why, you know, our speech, amen, what comes out of the mouth is what defiles a person. Amen. Um, uh, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to believers. Amen. I, hey, listen, uh, our actions, our attitudes, you know, they're not good at times, right? Am I the only one? Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, listen, they're not right. Because why? Well, because we're being led of the flesh and not of the Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit of God. When fleshly led, the best we can do is a, we can maybe work out a good work from time to time. But if we're Spirit led, then goodness, that is the goodness of God, will be seen in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, the key to all this is, is Galatians 5.16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
When we talk about walking the Spirit, what are we talking about? We're talking about yielding to the Holy Ghost. Amen? To be filled with the Spirit is just simply talking about being yielded to the Holy Spirit of God. And certainly what we allow in our ear and eye gate is going to determine on whether we're yielded to the Holy Ghost or yielded to the flesh at any given time or life. That's another message. But I'm almost done. Now, if our life has not gentleness or goodness in it, or we struggle in those areas, then we are simply not yielded to, to God the way we need to think we are. We might be, we might have tons of scripture memorized. We might uh, teach a, a wonderful Sunday school class. We might even be able to preach a wonderful message. Um, but if there's no gentleness or goodness, then, then we're not yielded to God as much as we may think. Amen. Or in my case, woe is me. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, these are things that really need to get a hold of our hearts. Again, I hope that you're zealous. I wish everybody had zeal. And, uh, and there's some things we're more zealous about than others. I think that's just kind of a personality thing. But we can be zealous in a thing, well-informed in a thing. we got Bible to back it up. Thus saith the Lord. Maybe our convictions, again, are based on God's holy word. Maybe we have a desire to be used of God to, to reach hurting people. And if that be the case, praise God. But you also need to ask God for gentleness and goodness. Amen. You know, uh, you know like the cleaner that Miss Dana used all those years ago, if we're not careful, we, 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 can, we can be too abrasive. We can be... We, we can destroy what we really set out to accomplish sometimes. Now, we still need to be effective. I, I think, you know, us Christians, we always go from one extreme to the other, don't we? You know, uh, you know well, that, that was too strong, so now I'm just going to go over here. Now I'm just, instead of using, you know, I, I, I get my water and I put a little Lysol in there and put a little of this, a little bit of that. Well, that was too strong, so what do I do? Well, I just go with straight water. <laughs> Don't put any cleaner in it. Just accept everything. You know, just get along. Don't, you know, we don't want to do that either. That's just as damaging as well. You know, there's, there is that balance. And certainly we need to be gentle. We need to have gentleness and goodness. We need to be effective. But we can't compromise. You know, again, we can't compromise so much that it's so diluted that we're not, that we become ineffective. But we certainly need to be we need to have goodness and gentleness in our life. And, and that's, the, that's the message this morning. And here's what I'd have you to do as we get ready for the invitation. Is you just come and ask God to reveal some things to you. Um, are you a believer that's practicing gentleness and goodness? You know, probably where I fail the most is with my own family. You know, I, I tend to be harder on my family than I do church members in a lot of ways. And uh, I suppose that most of us men may struggle with that to a certain degree, and a lot of it has to do with pride. But you might just ask yourself, am I being gentle? Am I being good? Am I being Christ-like? And if not, you just come and ask God to help you with that area, amen? You know, I think this is a, a church-building uh, uh, priority in our lives, amen? Uh, we need truth. But we also need mercy, you know, mercy and truth, right? That's what the Bible says, you know. And maybe just come and say, God, help me to balance these things in my own life, you know. We're not talking about compromise. We're not talking about, 
you know, allowing things if it's not, not right. But we're just talking about our motivation, you know, our zeal, those types of things. And I want to also just put a plug in for tonight's message. It goes well. It really dovetails into what I preached about this morning. If you're struggling with, you know, this turbulent world that we live in today, um, I know that the way things are right now has got a lot of Bible-believing Christians, people that are saved that are going to heaven. A couple different attitudes that I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of anger, but I'm also seeing a lot of, of desperateness, fear, worry. Um, again, we need to be Christ-like in, in our reactions to these things that are going on in this world. Uh, and tonight's message is really on, on being strengthened in hope. You see, we have a, listen, if you're saved tonight, we have a hope, and a biblical hope is a guarantee that everything's going to be all right. Amen. Everything will be all right, and we need to live accordingly. So maybe just come and ask God to get a hold of your heart just in some way. Are you letting this world, things that are going on in this world, are they controlling you, or do you want to be yielded to the Holy Spirit today? In this case, we're talking about gentleness and goodness, but there's other things you could apply to that as well, amen? So just come and ask God. This, this is revival material right here, folks. This is revival material. You know, in our church life, and our own personal life, uh, help us to come before the throne of God today. Let's all stand with our head bowed and our eyes closed. If God is speaking to your heart in any way, you, you just step out even now and start making your way, and Brother Brad's going to get us something there for uh, invitation. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you so much for the blessings of life and your love, your mercy, your grace. And Father, truth be told, as we mentioned there, if my people, uh, if my people, God says, shall humble themselves, pray and seek my face. Father, may we experience that right now as we come to this old-fashioned altar. Uh, what a wonderful thing it is uh, for glory to look down and see God's people uh, at an altar praying and crying out to you. So, Father, I pray that none of us would leave here today with any unfinished business, Lord. Hopefully we won't come in the same way or leave the same way we came in. But, Lord, we'll, we'll leave a little better. And what I mean by that, Lord, is understanding a little bit better about what it is to be a child of God. And, of course, Lord, if there's anyone here today that's not saved, that's never accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, I pray, Lord, that they would come too. And, Father, we'll get someone to take the Bible, show them through the Scriptures how they can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved for eternity. Father, have your will and your way this service. Father, move our hearts, move our feet. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. The invitation is open. If God's speaking to your heart in any way, you step out and come this morning. Amen. Amen. Gentleness and goodness. Amen. God's speaking to your heart. You step out and come. You know, this uh, message could help a lot of marriages. This message could help a lot of uh, parent and child relationships. This message could help a lot of our church family relationships. You know, the list just goes on and on. The invitation's open. Won't you come? The invitation's open. God's speaking to hearts.
you need to be saved, you just get my attention and we'll take somebody privately off to the side here. We won't embarrass you or anything like that. It's not what we're here to do. We just want you to be saved, amen? We want you to be saved, but more than that, God wants you to be saved. We learned this morning in Sunday school, he paid a very, very heavy price for your salvation, for your salvation. Won't you come and be saved? need to come rededicate your life, answer some call of service, whatever it is. Maybe just to simply help you to, to exhibit that wonderful thing, gentleness and goodness in your own life. Amen? Amen. You know, any weakling can get mad and have a fit and speak their mind. Amen? Let me just tell you something. That's not strength. That's weakness. That's weakness. Amen? gentleness and goodness power under control that's only something God can do in your life are you yielded to him this morning God's speaking to hearts won't you come won't you come Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I encourage you to be back tonight at 6 o'clock for the evening service. And uh, if you see somebody you haven't met, I don't think we have any first-time visitors. We do have some turkey hunters from Arkansas that come and see us uh, on a yearly basis. Always good to see them. And uh, so just make sure you uh, tell them hello. And uh, uh, I saw Marilyn and Linda somewhere earlier. Yep, they're back there. So Linda's kind of hard to see sometimes. And uh, but they're good to see them. Haven't seen them in a while. So, uh, but uh, you don't have to be in a big hurry to leave. Uh, spend some time in fellowship. And uh, again, uh, be back tonight for the services. Be in prayer for Faith Promise Sunday. Big big Sunday next week. Uh, by the way, uh, it's in the bulletin. But just want to remind you, we'll have that early afternoon service. In other words, I think it's 1:15 or whatever it is. Uh, and that will take the place of our 6 p.m. service. So next Sunday we won't have the 6 p.m. service. Um, but uh, we'll have our, our evening service at 1 p.m. Uh, and uh, so excited. I'm, I'm just really, really praying that, man, I'd love to add about a half a dozen missionaries. Amen. Wouldn't that be awesome? Amen. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Amen. I think it would be awesome. Amen. And uh, so let's ask God to get over hearts. Do want to remind you, Baptist Bread's back there at the back of the auditorium there on my right. And uh, so grab those uh, there. There's also other books back there as well. All those are free. Uh, take, take them home, read them, and uh, keep them, whatever. Uh, Miss Dana? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you can help out with food, that would be a huge, huge blessing if you could help out with that. Okay? All right, just looking forward to a lot of great things. A lot of things to get plugged into. Look at that bulletin. All kinds of things you could be doing for Jesus. Amen? All right. Maybe not. <laughs> Brother Mike, would you dismiss us in prayer, please?